Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Chavchet. Today's Shur should be a zechut for our sponsor Daniel Ben Devora. He should have success in all of his endeavors. Um, we will begin on Daf Chavzayin Amud Bet at the Mishnah on the bottom of the page. The Mishnah begins. En Nimnin Ale Beema Lechatchila Biyom Tov. This means that in the olden days, <coughs> people would get together to split the cost of an animal in order to get it slaughtered on Yom Tov. There was no refrigeration. The best way to get fresh meat is to get it slaughtered on Yom Tov. But most people do not need a whole animal. So they would get a group together to buy the meat. So if you're getting a group together, you can't put together a group, Nimnim al to be counted for a group. You can't do that on Yom Tov. Rather, you get into a group before Yom Tov. You get five people together or six people together to split the animal before Yom Tov. But on Yom Tov, you could split it and divide the animal. That's okay. Now, I'm trying to clarify why. The one wants to clarify what does it mean? Why? What does it mean that you can't be counted for it? That means that you can't pick the price for the animal. So it seems over here that we're being more mekel. The me- Rashi says, uh, is asur. So you can't mention buying and selling, but it's okay to join a group without mentioning it. So what do you do? Rashi says, what would you do after if you just get a group together and you do not mention the price? Then how do you figure out the price? How do we figure out how much the original animal was worth? Because we're not going to, what basically what's going to, what we're stopping doing here is that we're going to take this animal from the, from the barn of, let's say, Mr. Cattle Owner. And we're going to, we're going to just shecht it without figuring out the price. Now that it's dead and we ate it, it's very hard to figure out how much the animal was worth. So how, how do we know? How much we all together owe Mr. Cattle Owner? Says, we bring two animals, and we bring one next to the other. So that means on Yom Tov, you take two animals and you see that they're similar prices. And you note that the value of the animal that's being shechted is equal to the value of this other animal. And then, after Shabbat, or after after Yom Tov, when you shechted the other one, you're allowed to uh, go figure out the value of this other one. Say, okay, this one was $600, and we'll split up the price among everyone. Tanya Nami Hachi, you have a bright like this also. 
person shouldn't sell his friend by the butcher store. Hey, me and you will split a seller's worth of meat. I'm with you for the price of a seller. Or I'm with you for two seller of meat. You shouldn't say those words because you're talking about money. Don't mention money. But you could say, I'm with you for a quarter or a half or, 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 or a third. That you could do. So you see that the Isur the, the is specifically if you say money units. Good. New Mishnah. Rabbi Daumer Rabbi Da says, Shokel Adam Basar Kenegin Hakeli or Kenegin Kopitz. Let's say we want to figure out how much meat a guy's taking. Guy comes into the butcher store on Yom Tov. And of course, we're in very limited capacity on Yom Tov because we can't do regular business. So the guy's taking a piece of meat. It's okay. Now, how do we figure out how much meat he owes? We want to figure out if it's a pound, two pounds, we'll figure out the price after the holiday. But we need to figure out how much it is. So Bida says, Normally, you would take a weight and put the weight on one side of the scale, put the meat on the other side of the scale, and you know that it's a one-pound weight. You know you got one pound of meat. Over here, we have to do things differently because it's Yom Tov, because you're not allowed to do the, use the weights. Welcome, Habib. So therefore, what do we do? What do we do? So a person could take... Hold on, let's pause for that. So you take, you take the meat on one side of the scale, on the other side of the scale, you put a cleaver, a, a big a big piece of, uh, an axe or something like that. And it's, a, it's an unusual way of weighing, and that's okay on Yom Tov, but you can't use weights. That's a Bidah. You can't touch a scale at all. You have to just figure out some other way. You can't use a scale. The scale is too weekday-ish. You have to use a non-scale thing to figure out the weight of the meat the guy took. The guy comes and took a piece of meat. You know, after the holiday, you could say it was three pounds or it was one pound. Right? It's a big difference of uh, difference of forty dollars. The difference of the meat. How are you going to figure it out? According to Bida, you could use a utensil. According to Chachamim, you got to figure out some other way. Okay. Says my my colleague, when he says you can't, we 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 could have said in mashkin bekaf mazlan. We could have said you can't use a, a skill. Why not say at all? I'm a bihud I'm a shmuel. I feel a shomron min achbarim. Going to the chachamim, even if you're taking the piece of meat and putting it on the scale to get it away from the mice, if you leave it on the on the counter, the mice will get it. Put it on a scale. It's lifted off the ground because the scale is hanging, right? right? You might just want to put it on the scale not to weigh it. Still, asur. Chachamim don't like because they don't want you to use a scale at all. Okay. Ami Amar Yehuda Barabin Vuhu Detalia Tita. That's true only when it's hanging from the ring that it usually hangs from, so it's in a regular place. Because then it looks like you're really weighing the meat. It sounds like if the if the thing is in another spot, I don't know where, but if the if the scale is somewhere else, then it's okay to to guard it from the mice, if it's in an unusual area. If you have a professional butcher, he can't weigh it by hand. A professional butcher could hold a piece of meat and tell you how much it weighs. 
he can't weigh it by hand. You can't give it to him. Feel, feel this, because that's like weighing it. He can't, well, he can feel it, but he can't weigh it. Okay? He can't put it in water to weigh it. Some of these used to have a water thing that you could see how much it displaces, how high up the water goes. Right? So he puts it in, he's really measuring it. Sometimes they would make a handle out of the meat. They would cut out a handle out of meat. You can't do that because that's a weekday thing. They give you a way to carry it home. It's cheaper than giving you a bag. I guess they were, they were into the environment in those days. They didn't want to get plastic bags. So you used to cut a hole, cut it like a handle out of the meat so you could carry it home. Just carry the meat right. home. You know, you can imagine, imagine doing that nowadays. So it's Asur Duran Yom Tov because it looks, it looks too holy. Amar Ravina. But you're allowed to make a hole in it by hand to carry it with a stick. That's okay. Amar Bihuna. You're allowed to make a mark in the meat. Okay? What they would do is, they would, if you send the meat with a goy, so they would make it, cut it to a certain shape, so you know that it's uh, Jewish meat, kosher meat. People used to do this, and people said they used to do this in, in the old country, right? So you, you cut it into a certain shape. So today, today, uh, Tuesday's triangles. You know, you just tell everyone Tuesday's triangles. So if you get a uh, get a rectangle on Tuesday, you know that it's a it's not the right meat. So that's a lot. How do we know? He would put cut into triangles, and that's how he would remember it. Okay. These two rabbis would weigh one piece against another on Yom Tov. Now it's a big problem. We said you can't use it at all unless it's going on the computer. So you put one piece of meat on one side and a piece of meat on the other side. Instead of using weights, they use a piece of meat. And they could keep the second piece of meat. So they said, okay, you're you know, the way you did, they had three pieces of meat over here, they kept, they didn't sell, right? And they'd weigh all the meat against those three pieces, three different size pieces of meat, and then they figure out, okay, you're at least you're you're in the one pound range, you're in the two pound range, you're in the three pound range. But that's a problem, according to what we said. The chachamim don't let. Says Gemara, Kiman, who are they going like? Look at Yehuda, look at Abraham. It doesn't look like anyone. Iker Yehuda, how much you got on Can I get a kli? Can I get He he allows using it with a keli. Can I get a kli? And can I get midachin and over nothing else besides a keli? Why is he letting meat over here? Right. And they don't let using the, the, the scale at all. So he's feeling like nobody. Right. Oh, they're going like a Bishua. What a Bishua? We didn't see a Bishua. He holds you a lot of way meat against meat. So he's the most lenient of the three. He's allowing meat against meat. Rabbi Hood is allowing meat against Kelly. And the Chaim is allowing meat against nothing. Amar Yosef, because there's a Mishnah in Bechorot like this. Now in the Bechorot, it's not really talking about regular meat. It's talking about uh, talking about sacrifices. Okay, but, let's, but we're going to claim it's the same thing. So it's a Mishnah. This now we learn in the Mishnah. If you have a korban that got pasulified.
happens? What happens is you have an you have an uh, korban that got pasul. The halacha is that you have to sell it. But when you sell you sell it, and the money goes to buy another korban. But after you sold it, it still has a little bit of kedusha, and you have to treat it certain certain kedusha. So if you're an animal like that, hanatan the hekdesh. Their hana'a goes to hekdesh, which means. You, you, you have to use it for hekdesh, so you, you're, not, you're not supposed to. Uh, one of the things is that you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to weigh it in a regular way. First of all, it has to go. It has to go to hekdesh. Any extra price of the meat goes to hekdesh. So this means like this. Normally, you're not supposed to weigh it because it's not. You're weighing a kodesh. It's not nice to the kodesh. But if you do weigh it, it's okay if the money goes to hekdesh, the extra money that you get. Because if you didn't weigh it, you're gonna lose. You have to estimate down. But now that you're weighing it, you can get a little more money. You could put that towards hekdesh, right? Now you see over here that the chachamim are letting, right? Chachamim are letting using a scale to get with meat against meat. In in a hekdesh case, at least. So we're assuming that it's not that, that it's not a usual thing also on Yom Tov. And therefore, we're assuming that this Mishnah is supporting that you could use Rabbi Yeshua. Like Rabbi Yeshua, that you could use meat against meat. That's an assumption. I think Mora's not going to like this assumption. So he's going to say, I'm maybe not. The only reason Yeshua lets it is because Rabbi Yeshua, in our case, who lets meat against meat is because you're not embarrassing Kochim. Rabbi Shua wouldn't agree with that. That mission Rabbi Shua doesn't agree with. It's two different things. Inami the other way around also. The rabbi always let it because it doesn't look like a weekday thing. Over here, the Mexican it looks like you do a weekday activity on Yom Tov. The rabbis wouldn't let that either. The two things are two different things. Okay. Well, there's another question. Remember the Kaptiya Dadi. Now we're asking an interesting question now. We want to say uh, if you remember the story, we said that Rabhia and Rabbi Shimon would weigh one mane connected another mane. It sounds like when they're giving up when they when they're splitting up meat, right? Uh, to, to make sure that it was equal, they would weigh one against the other. Now, our problem here is that the, these two rabbis we know are very chilled with their money, and they wouldn't be weighing it. They would just split it and chalas, because they're very, very relaxed about things. How do we know? We know that there was these seven fishes that came to Rebbe's house. Five of them were in Rabbi house, and Rabbi Shimon Berebi didn't care. So in other words, there were seven fish. It was supposed to split them. Rabbi got five. Rabbi Shimon Berebi got two. 
and he was fine with it. So why would he be weighing this meat? Okay, Amara Papa, Shadi Gaver Benayu. There's another people in between him. Either to Bchia with his other friend of Shmuel Berbiosi, or it's other people. Okay? But you're right, it's got to be a mistake in the story. Okay. Good? I don't know why they don't just say it's different times in their life. Could be different times in life. People do different things. But I guess they, they understand that like that. Shimon Berebi, his father was a. Uh, very, Rebbe was a tremendously wealthy man. So I'm assuming that the reason might have been because of wealth. And if so, maybe later in his life he wasn't wealthy and maybe he had to be more careful with his. And maybe meat is different than fish. I don't know. Could have given a couple of answers. But the Gemara says it's different people. Okay. And Mashkizin Takin Yom Tov. You cannot sharpen a knife on Yom Tov. Okay. But you can scrape it against another knife. Amar of Huna of Huna says, Lo That's only if you use a, 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 a stone sharpening. Okay? They call it a whetstone. Mm-hmm. But if you're using a wooden board, that's okay to sharpen a knife on Yom Tov. Okay? So even though the Mishnah only lets against another knife and not against something else, over here we're saying that it's okay against a Wood piece of wood. That's of Huna. Amar Bihud Amar Shmuel. Hadamar Shal Evan Mut Asur. This is we said that, that if it's of a of a of a stone, it's Asur. That's only to sharpen it. But if we're just taking off the grease of it, you could even use stone. So before we said only stones, no. That's of Huna. And the Bihuda is saying that even the stones could sometimes be mutar if you're just taking off the grease. Good. Michal, we see from here. It sounds like then when you're talking about etz, you can even use it to sharpen it, right? Right? Because right? because he, he's talking about he's talking about what's asur, not what's mutar. So what was asur was the stone. And he's saying even the stone only to sharpen the sword. Only to sharpen the sword, but to but to clean the meat is okay. But to clean the, the grease is okay. But that sounds like that from on a on a piece of wood, you're even allowed to sharpen. Good. Now there's another way to look. That's that's a version one of a Bihuda. Version two. Others say that Rav Yehuda's statement was going on the Seifa. Bishal Etz Mutar. We said that wood is mutar. And then we're saying, When we're letting the etz, it's only take off the grease. But if it's to sharpen, it's not even, not even that. According to this, you can't use an evan even to grease. Is that clear? So you got the two different versions. Okay? Now, in these two versions, Rabbi Yuda is going on Rav Huna, explaining Rav Huna. There's another version. Some say Rav Huna was talking about the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, You can't sharpen a knife on Yom Tov. That's only to sharpen it. According to this, there's no difference in 
in stone or wood. Sharpening always asur. Shamanit always mutar. Okay? According to this, the Mishnah was talking about sakin, and then it contrasted it with knife to knife being mutar. But according to this, knife to knife for sharpening is even mutar, not just to take off the grease. Right, because the sharpening is allowing, and we just we allow, we already allowed shamunit on, on 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 something else. So on on each other, it's even for sharpening. Okay. The ikidon the sefer. Some learn on the sefer. Ava masiyah gabechavita. You could scrape it on another one. That's only take off the grease. But to but to sharpen it, it's a sewer. So some some explain that that's talking about the safe of the Mishnah, and when it says you can do it against its friend, that's only to get the grease off. To get the grease off, but the sharpening you can't do it against friends. So if you want to, if you want to, with, that sounds like with a sharpening tool, you can't even take off the grease. According to this last version, it seems like a graph. It's like it really needs a chart. I would normally put a chart, but we're only coming. We started pretty late today. Okay, it's normally yes, it's perfect chart material. Yes. So now we're looking for a, a source for the Mishnah. Mantana, which Tana is the one who holds that if you use a sharpening tool, it's Asur. Now, Amar Vchista, the law of Yehuda, it's not Yehuda. The Tanik is learned in the right there, and Ben Yom Tosh about Ela Ochel Nefesh Bavad. Yehuda allows even Machshire Ochel Nefesh, not just cooking. He'll allow even things that in preparation for cooking. So, for example, let's say you want, let's say you, you, you have a barbecue thing that's broken, right? Are you allowed to fix your barbecue? According to Behuda, you're allowed because you need to prepare for the food. So, if he lets you fix your barbecue, he should also allow you to sharpen your tool. Because for the food. Anything that's for the food. Chatanakama only lets actual cooking, which is actual ochel nefesh. He lets machine he should let us do. So, we see that our Tana. Who's not letting thing is not Rebuda. You with us? Okay. Amale Rabbi Lev Chista. So Rabbi tells Rabbi Chista, Dashin Mishmecha Halacha Kerbiuda. He says, Could we say in your name that the Halacha is like Rebuda? That, you, that you're allowed to do Machshir Ochel Nefesh? Amale Yehelavad, the Kolhani Mili Malia Machtadshir Bishmi. You should say it in my name. And Shelly should always say these things in my name. So it sounds like that Rav Chista is saying that the halacha is like Rabbi Huda. Uh, it's a big chiddush, right? Halacha, they could even fix the grill. Yeah. Or sharpen the things. Amar ben Echemia bar Rabbi Yosef, braid Rabbi Yosef. Hava kamini kamei Rabbi, I was in front of Rabbi. Vavaka. Ma'avir l'sakin da'apunu l'deklita. He was rubbing his knife on Yom Tov over the rim of a basket. Are you trying to sharpen it? He saw the rabbi rubbing it on the basket. He says, what are you doing? I just like, I just like to know what you, what you happen to be doing. You know, when you watch the rabbi, you say, well, I want to you know what he's doing. He told me, I'm only taking off the grease. But I saw that he was really trying to sharpen it. I guess you could see from the way he was passing it 
that he wasn't just getting the grease off. Maybe he was still going after the grease was off. I don't know what, uh, for some reason he could tell that he was sharpening it. That means he holds at the Chazak but we can't tell everybody. I guess they're saying that even though he holds, even though he holds um, that a person could sharpen. could sharpen it, but he only allows it really in cases where you didn't have a chance for before. And therefore, he wasn't going to want to tell everyone that he's doing it because then everyone will just do it plain. And therefore, he's not, he's not really learning I was standing in front of, I guess, Rabbah, his Rebbe. I guess it's Rabbah, I'm assuming. Yeah, usually Rabbah, good. So I was standing in front of Rabbah. He was rubbing a knife at the edge of a millstone. Are you sharpening it? Are you taking off the grease? I'm taking off the grease. And I saw the Chad Kavid he was doing. He also holds al Okay. He by the way asking another what if question. Can you show a knife to a haham on Yom Tov? He used to show the knife to the haham to see if they could use it for shechita. Okay. Ramari would allow and Rabbanan would say it's a surah. Yosef Amar, the Chatemicham could look at his own knife and he can lend it to somebody. Right? I guess it looks like a weekday activity if you do, if you're checking knives. Rabbi Yosef, Sakin Amda, if you have a Sakin that got dull, Mutal Chadam Yomtov, you're not a Shaman Yomtov. Hanimili, the Paske Agav Duchka. That's only if it could cut if you push hard. So if it could cut when you push hard, you can make it sharper. But if it's completely flat and dull, then it can't cut no matter what, then you can't sharpen it. So that you're there, you're making a brand new thing. Okay. If I ask a question later, right now. Go ahead. There are a lot, there are a lot of halachot um, that they say, but the avad it's okay. Why? Why? Here yeah, they could just say, "Oh, you shouldn't sharpen it," but just say the statement. Oh. Um, only if you had no other. Yeah, options. it's funny. Why is the halacha in morning came? When do they do that? Yes, I don't know. That's, it does, doesn't need work. You have to figure out exactly when halachot when halachot do that. That's usually they'll just say but you can't. It's just what, but he, this is he's doing it. He's doing it himself. So why why is he doing it? That means he's so it's another, tell everyone to do it. Yeah, because also you, you're giving. Maybe a fishy message to the Tamid to know, yeah, but it sounds like he's a little fishy, the rabbi. I, I, you have to know when it works, but the rabbi is, <laughs> yeah, both of them. It's not, it's, 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 it's Yehuda and, and, uh, and rabbi, both saying the same thing. Okay. Darush of Christophe Itam of Yosef. Play it? Yeah, we're playing already. Go ahead. Darush of Yosef. Whether the knife got a nick. Or, or, or a spit that lost its tip. Or you want to shovel out a, 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 a tanur, an oven on Yom Tov. 
Baal Machlokah Bidar Baran. This is all the same questions. Whether you're allowed to do things on Yom Tov that are Machshir Eochel Nefesh. Netanya. And Min Yom Tov Nashvat El Eochel Nefesh. So it's going to be my time, my Tanakama. Why is Tanakama only let Ochel Nefesh, not Machshir Eochel Nefesh? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Because it says, Who levado yeaselachim? It itself, the Pasuk, the Pasuk, look at Pasuk on the side, Pasuk says, Ubayom arishon mikra kodesh. You have it on the side? Ubayom arishon mikra kodesh. Ubayom arishon mikra kodesh. Okay, talking about Pesach. Lo yelachim, ko malacha lo yeselachim, you shouldn't do any malacha on Yom Tov. Ach, ashe yechal achal nefesh, only what you could eat for any person, who levado, that alone yeselachim. It should say, take out the word hula vado. It should say, why is it hula vado? Hula vado means that alone. Who? It. And not the fixing the spit. Okay? Tanakama says, it says, lachem. Lachem means for you, whatever you need, even the fixing. Sorry. <laughs> When we we allow machshirim, if you could have done it from before Yom Tov, but if you could have done it from Yom Tov, we don't allow machshirim. Uh huh. And therefore, really, they're really going like a Rehuda, but only if it couldn't be done from before. Okay. Rehuda Mashmul says. Spuchin of Safi, a spit got bent. I saw the technology of the week, can't fix some yotov. What got bent? The spit, the, 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 the skewer. Mm. Okay. You want to you bend it back into place. Why is it that's what Rashi says? Because you can use it the way it is. Pshita, of course. Even though you could straighten it with your hand, you don't need, a, 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 you don't need tools. Even though you can do it with your hand, we still not you fix it on yotov. Okay. If you, if you have a spit that you use meat on it, you can't move it on Yom Tov. The reason why you can't move it is because it's yucky. Right? Mm-hmm. Of course, if you needed to make use more, you could. But if you weren't using it, then it's asur to move. Rav Ada Bar Ava Amar Rav Malchoya Shomto You could leave it in a corner. You could push it away to the corner. Shomto means you, you, don't, you don't touch it with your finger. Shomto means you, you kick it. You move it to the corner. Amar b'chir barashi, amar b'chuna. Fuhush yesh alav kazayit basar. Only if it has meat on it, you could kick it to the corner. Okay? Otherwise, you can't even move it at all. Mukzeh. Ravina amar. Afish e'en alav kazayit basar. He holds, even without meat, you're allowed to move it. Mi da'ave akat v'shut al-bim. Because it's dangerous. 
And just like if you have a thorn in public property, you can move it because people can get hurt. So too, you're allowed to move the spit, even without meat, to the corner, straight, not shomto. Other member is only letting shomto. He's letting it move it like this, only with meat. And he's allowing moving it without meat. Good? Amar Rav Hanina Beredev Ika. Shput Shefachut Vigamot Rav Malkio. The story about the spit and the shifachot and the gumot. These are three different rulings that were made by a certain rabbi. That's Malkio. And Bilorit, Efer Mikla, and Gvina is Rav Malkia. So there's two different rabbis that sound the same. I want to tell you that these three are Rav Malkio, and the other three, Bilorot, Efer Mikla, and Gvina, those rulings are by Rav Malkia. Okay, two different rabbis, Sima, Malkio and Malkia. Rav Papa has it differently. He says, Matitinu Matita Rav Malkia. The Mish, anything in the Mishnah or Brighta is Rav Malkia. Shmata, if you have something that's talking about Amoraim, then you, you know it's automatically Rav Malkia. Bismcha, the way you remember it is by saying, Matitin Mal, Matitin Malkata. The Mishnah is the queen. So you remember that Malkia, the queen, is anything on a Mishnah. Okay? Anything on a, on a Amora is. Malkio, okay? My benayim. Now, we had two different ways to learn it. Either Shmud, Shrachot, and Gumot is a Malkio, and um, hair, ashes, and cheese. We, I didn't go through what each one is. Right. But, the, but the, 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 that's one thing. Or anything on a bright to anything. So what, what's the difference in the halakha if you go one way or the other? So he says the difference is Ikebenayu Shrachot. The difference is about the, about the Shrachot, because Shivachot is a Mishnah. And we had said that Shivachot are a Malkiyo. And according to the rule that anything on a Mishnah is a Malkiya, so Shivachot switches to a Malkiya. From Malkiyo to Malkiya. Clear? Okay. These subjects. These are different subjects that have, that have different rulings from a rabbi called Malkiya. Now, sometimes in, when, when you quote the Gemara, there could be, you could get confused. Is Malkiyo Malkiya. So they're telling you these three are him? Because we just did one with Malkiya. He was the one who said, he was the one who said you have to, you have to push it to the corner. Right? Mm-hmm. So one of them was Shpud. That was one of them. The first one. So Shpud is your Malkiyo. Right? That was one Malkiyo, according to both opinions. Malkiyo. It's only Shivachot, the one about Shivachot, that, that's a difference. If according to, that, that will be Malkiya because it's a Mishnah. Good? Is that clear? Yes. Okay, we're stopping the Mishnah. Amen. Amen.